I majored in communication in my undergrad program in college, and this meant that I focused on how to communicate and connect with people. A lot of that had to do with interpersonal communication, intercultural communication, nonverbal communication, but it also was heavy into stage communication or presenting from the stage, speech as it were. One of the things that we had to work on was something called throwaway words or filler words or audible pauses. This is a pattern of speech that all of us have, regardless of how polished your speech is, you deal with using throwaway words. They're words like uh, er, um, you know, uh, that kind of thing is littered in almost everyone's speech day to day. But when you get onto a platform, whether it be the pulpit at your church or a stage where you're presenting and you communicate where that is a part of your speech, where those words are littered throughout your language, it really muddles your message. It makes it seem like you're uncertain. It makes it seem like you're hesitant and it doesn't make for as confident of a presentation. So in this episode, we're gonna talk about how you can begin to rid throwaway words from your sermons. If you're new here, this is the Preaching Donkey Podcast. My name is Lane, I am your humble host. I'm so thrilled and humbled that you would stop by to hang out with me today. Cannot wait to get into today's topic. But before we get started, I wanna put something in your hands for free as a way to say thank you for stopping by today. If you go to preachingdonkey.com slash 21 days, you can pick up my free 21 day guide to creating killer sermons. This is a three week, three step process that will walk you through how to create and deliver a compelling life changing message. So whether you've been preaching for a long time and you're looking for some fresh and new ideas or you're just starting out in your preaching ministry and you're trying to find any resource you can, there's something in here for you. Go to preachingdonkey.com slash 21 days and pick it up there totally for free. All right, how to stop using throwaway words in your sermons. This is an article that I wrote years ago on Preaching Donkey. Pauses are great. They can add emphasis and give more weight to your point. A well-placed pause is a powerful public speaking tool that you should know how to use. But the wonderful effect of a pause is destroyed by a terrible public speaking mistake preachers make, the audible pause. What is an audible pause? Well, um, it's, uh, um, I think it's, uh, sorry, I'm sorry, I just had to do that. I, I wrote that and I'm doing it right now. An audible pause is when you fill the gaps of your speech with throwaway words like um, uh, you know, like, and others. These throwaway words are a huge distraction and every public speaker must deal with them if they are going to stand out. To audibly pause is natural. To quit audibly pausing is a lot of work, but it's what separates the preachers from the donkeys. Here's how to stop using throwaway words in sermons. Now, I want to mention, if it doesn't make sense what this is, think about this. When you have a conversation with someone, you are you're going back and forth in your conversation with that person. They're speaking, you're speaking, they're speaking, you're speaking. If you are trying to figure out how you're going to answer that person in a conversation, they just said something and you have an idea, what you will do is you will fill that space with 
some noise. You'll fill that pause with something audible, like, um, hmm, yeah, uh, and what you're doing is you're signaling to the other person that you're having a conversation with that you're going to say something. So don't interrupt me. That's It's basically a way of saying, I've got a thought coming. Don't interrupt me. Don't throw me off my thought. But when you're preaching, it's a one-sided conversation. We've talked about this before. It's conversational preaching is great, but when you have both sides of the conversation in a one-on-one -on -one conversation, it can feel normal and natural to use audible pauses almost as a defense to say, I'm not done talking or I'm about to say something, so don't interrupt me while my brain is trying to catch up with my thoughts or my words. My words are trying to catch up with my brain. But when you're preaching, all it does is really work against you because you're looking at a group of people that are not going to interrupt you in most cases. They're not, they're, they're waiting for your next thought. So if it's filled with a lot of audible pauses, it's very, very distracting. So you want to do your best to rid these. And honestly, I have done my best, not 100%. It's very hard to get rid of audible pauses, but I have done my best to try to rid these out of my speech entirely, whether it's one-on-one -on -one conversations, when I do a podcast, when I do a YouTube video, when I'm preaching, because it just, when I listen to someone, politicians are the worst. Politicians can be some of the worst speakers. They'll be asked a question and every single sentence, every word, every other word is littered with audible pauses. And what it does is it just makes them seem uncertain or tentative about what they're saying. And I don't ever want to come across that way. So I've really worked on trying to get rid of audible pauses. So I'm going to give you some practical ways to get rid of throwaway words and audible pauses, which I'm using interchangeably. Okay. Throwaway words, meaning that they're unnecessary. You can throw them away. You can get them out of your speech. They're not going to make any difference. And audible pauses, meaning that instead of just pausing and letting that pause sit there, you fill that pause with a throwaway word. So it's audible. So how do we get rid of them? Here we go. Number one, rehearse your sermons out loud. This is a vital step to successful sermon delivery. It amazes me how many preachers don't rehearse their sermons out loud before they deliver. Rehearsing allows you to know exactly what to expect when you get up to preach. You don't want surprises. You want to have a grasp on every detail of your sermon. Rehearsing enables this and keeps you from guessing in the moment and filling in the gaps with audible pauses. The fewer surprises, the less chance you'll nervously audibly pause. Okay, this is huge. <clears throat> you may be an incredibly gifted, polished, experienced preacher. And, and if that's the case, awesome. I, I love that. I love that so many people who listen to Preaching Donkey are veteran preachers who are trying to improve. That's awesome. You may be new to preaching where you're just getting started. That's awesome as well. I love that so many people who listen to Preaching Donkey are new to preaching. I love it all. There's a tendency though for people when they're experienced preachers to think I am past the point where I need to rehearse my sermon out loud. I'm past that. I, I don't need that. And in some cases that may be true, but here's my argument for why you should still do it. Because when you put together a particular sermon, for like, let's say this Sunday, you're gonna preach a sermon, it is arguably, probably the first time that you've made this set of thoughts, 
that you've presented this argument, these truths in this way, in this order, from this passage, like this to these people, it's likely the first time that you've ever, you've ever done that. You may have preached thousands of messages, but this message is unique and its cadence is unique. And the points that you're making are unique. And the scripture is unique. Even if you taught that passage before, you're probably teaching a different angle of it or a different way through it. So if it's the first time that you're going to say these words in this way for this sermon, all my argument has ever been is just don't let that first time you say those words for this sermon be in front of the church during the service, prime time, live. Do it before. Take 30 minutes out of your preparation and run through it. And what you're going to do is you're going to find that it's going to reduce the amount of surprises for you. You're not going to have this sense of where is this going? What did I plan on saying? Because when you have those questions in your mind, you're going to fill those moments with audible pauses. You're going to be up there going, doing a lot more, um, uh, let's see, in First Kings. Uh, uh, you don't do that if you've rehearsed it well. Number two is related. Prepare well. This is related to number one, but in addition to rehearsing, you need to be completely prepared for your sermon. This includes adequate study and preparation, a clear state of mind, and enough intellectual and emotional energy to push through. So this is not just preparing the sermon, it's preparing you. Because you can prepare a message and study and prepare for it, but then not protect your Saturday, not protect your Saturday night, not protect your sleep, and be in a place where you are intellectually and emotionally unenergetic and not completely present. When that happens, you tend to fill the gaps with audible pauses. Number three, slow down. If you're in a hurry, you probably have too much content. So if you've prepared more content, more material than you actually have time to deliver, you're going to feel a sense of, I can't get it all in. I can't fit this all in. It's going to cause you to be rushed and you're going to rush and you're going to end up audibly pausing because you're going to try to rush through everything. And to do that, your mind is going to be working too fast and you're going to have lots of filler words trying to put these things together. You should be able to articulate your points without rushing through and audibly pausing all over everyone. Okay. No one likes that. Number four, consider using a manuscript for a time. So I don't use a manuscript, but one benefit of them is that you have a precise and thorough guide for your sermon. If you have a hard time shaking the habit of audibly pausing, then consider giving manuscripts a try. If you, uh, if you do use one, make sure you look up. As much as you want to avoid throwaway words, you certainly don't want your listeners to watch you read a script. So there's different examples of people like Sam Storms is a pastor who uses a manuscript and he's very gifted at it. He doesn't, it doesn't seem like he's reading as he's doing it, but just make sure that you are looking up a lot. If you're reading from your manuscript, you're moving away from it and moving back to it. I don't love a manuscript style presentation. I think it's way better to reduce your dependency on notes and to avoid being tied to them. But for a time, if it will give you a break from audible pauses, it might be worth doing for a season because again, it gives you a precise and thorough guide for your sermon. Number five, cue yourself up for your next thought. This should be C-U-E. 
One of the most common reasons why you use words like uh and um is because you are trying to think of what's next. Your next story, your next thought, your next word. Prepare your sermon in such a way that you have built in transitions that cue your mind for what's next. When I preach, my transitional cues are internalized, so I know exactly where I'm headed with the sermon at any given time. I have also organized my notes so that I can look down at any point and have an immediate visual cue to let me know where I need to go next. I don't usually need to look at my notes because of my preparation methods, but it's helpful to have a backup. So I always have a very clear path through my notes. First then, first this, then this, then this, then that. And I can easily look down, part of it is because it's color-coded, but I can know if I'm working through a text, the next thing is going to be the point that backs that text up, the next thing is going to be some kind of illustration or application, and then I'm gonna move on to the next bit of scripture. So I always know what's coming, so I never have to guess. That's really the point of this, is that the more you can prepare and the less is left up to you trying to figure it out in the moment, right in front of everyone, you're going to help, it's gonna help you avoid uh, throw away words like I just did. Because again, I was trying to think of the next word that I was gonna say. Number six, watch your game film. Watch uh, yourself preach on video and keep track of when you use audible pauses. Look for patterns and work on eliminating them. It may feel awkward or embarrassing, but if you're serious about getting better, give it a try. So you should always watch yourself, always. Anytime you can record yourself preaching, which you should every time, there's no excuse not to, you have a cell phone, have someone set it up, hit record on it. You can do it out, out of view of everyone. The church most likely is gonna record the sermon, just get a copy of it and watch it. And look for patterns. When do you start to say, lots of audible pauses. When do you tend to use filler words? Then in your next sermon, make sure that you prepare well in those instances. Number seven, enlist the help of a friend. Have a trusted friend make a list of every time you use filler words in a sermon. They might have a perspective as to why. This is where a preaching team comes in handy, right? If you have a preaching team and they're able to be honest with you in this way, they're able to give feedback about, hey, it seems like you lose your train of thought sometimes when you try to transition from a point to an illustration. Let's talk about that. How can we help make that better? Number eight, get a foam hand and have someone smack you in the face every time you do it. Self-imposed physical pain is always a great way to train yourself to kick a habit just for kicks. Uh, yeah, so there you go. Audible pauses, throwaway words are incredibly hard to deal with, but the goal is never 100% perfection. The goal is to reduce how much and what you're gonna see is that your quality of communication, the quality of your speaking is gonna go up as things like filler words and audible pauses go down. I will say sometimes an audible pause, sometimes a word like uh or um works if you're telling a story, if you're showing a reaction, if you are doing a comedy type thing, sometimes it works if it is intentional. What I'm talking about is when it is unintentional, filler, throwaway words, that's what we wanna avoid. I'd love to hear how you have dealt with this kind of thing. If you're watching on YouTube, just comment below. Let me know how you deal with throwaway words in your messages. If you're listening on one of the several podcast players that we're on, please leave a review, especially if it's five stars. I'd appreciate that so much. Can't wait to see you in the next episode real soon. Until then, remember, if God can speak through a donkey, he can speak through you and he can speak through me. Music